how does smart growth result in more transportation and housing choices? <clears throat> So defining smart growth, y'all should have all gotten a packet, and I don't know if any of you read it or brought it with you, but it has a list of all of the smart growth principles that we're going to talk about. And at the end of this section, I'm, I'm going to take a break, and uh, y'all can have a break, but you're also going to do an exercise where you pick an area in your community and think about what of these principles apply. And this is a real helpful discussion to, to one, to kind of, sit back and understand what the principles mean in the context of your community, and then also to see what people around you think are important and see if there's, there's con, uh, consistent thought or if there's differences in, in ways you think about your, your community and what you can use. <clears throat> and then I'm gonna, after our break, I'll also talk about some models and examples and answer some of the questions that I've heard so far. And we can answer some other questions if you have any. So it's, it's important that you know about these principles. They're, they're very uh, generally accepted, and uh, it, it's a framework to look at how you do the cities make, uh, make their decisions in development. And it's a way for the realtors to look at how the you know, things to support and things not to support, and, and the ways to help form your partner with your uh, neighbors and other professions and, and build the community that uh, is going to be healthy and, and have a sense of place in the future. So zoning is, um, uh, it, uh, first there's some of the issues that are come up. Uh, zoning is uh, an issue, as I discussed, where each use is separated versus uses are mixed. And um, density. Density in many places is a bad word. People prefer to live in, in neighborhoods that look like that rather than like this, or they think they do. And um, a, a lot of times there's values that are made on more dense areas. I, I know a lot of the planning work that I do, there's, everyone says, you know, we, we want everyone to have a place to live, but we don't want any apartments, or we don't want any townhomes. And so it's very hard to, have, to make these competing interests um, uh, work when people want different types of land uses. Uh, transportation, in the old days we built ro roads just for cars and now we're looking at more pedestrian friendly places and real, and there's a lot more of the more uh, disconnected types of buildings versus creating a sense of place. And I have to say, I didn't see a lot of this in driving around. It might exist, the, the one on the left, but I think y'all have done a really great job of creating, creating that sense of place. And there's even some, uh, I know going down, um, I think it was Michigan Avenue, it was, to me, that's a fabulous road where all the, you've really preserved those buildings that are um, up to the streets and many communities would just die for that type of a, a thoroughfare that goes that long that, that has those types of uses. <clears throat> and then a lot of, of planning that has been done has been to figure out every place you could develop and allow it versus really directing development towards areas where infrastructure exists. And uh, there's really a cost factor there, because if you just allow development to go and go and go, you have to build the roads and the sewers and the water and, and uh, fund all of that, as opposed to directing growth to where you already have those amenities. 
So the 10 SMART growth principles are uh, here, and I'm going to go over them one by one, and they are in the packet that we gave you, and we'll talk about them a little bit in, uh, after we go through this section. So the first is to create walkable neighborhoods, whatever that means here, and it's you know, places to walk where you can actually have paths and walkways, places to go to, uh, safe areas, and a mix of uses. You want to take advantage of compact building design so that everything doesn't have to be uh, on a 10,000 square foot lot. People can live closer together, businesses can live close, closer together. Uh, have a mix of land uses where people can work, shop, and live all within walking distance. Uh, create a range of housing opportunities, and this is one of the questions that we've had of what some communities have done to, to start this, and I'll talk a little bit more about that, but, but really uh, filling in that missing middle between single family, large single family subdivisions and, and just apartment complexes that really figuring out how to do some of the development in between those two. And then strengthen and uh, direct development towards existing communities. This is Baltimore, and they, uh, re, they kind of dredged that uh, river and created a place there where uh, it used that as a way to bring in housing and retail and reinvest in, in that area. Now it's an incredibly, the 